Have you ever watched a show and wondered, how did they do that? There's a story behind it all, and that is what theater is all about. Exploring and reflecting on humanity through shared stories and bringing people together. From the talent on stage to creative collaboration backstage and community building on all levels, we're here to share with you how each story becomes part of our greater story. How theater brings our community together and makes it greater. Welcome to How Great, a Great Theater Podcast. We hope you'll join us at the Ledge Amphitheater for Greece, July 21st, 22nd, and or 23rd. The 23rd of July will be our American Sign Language performance. The shows will all start at 8 p.m., which differs from some of our other evening shows because we need the sun to go down before the lights can come up. All tickets are going to be through Ticketmaster. The easiest way to get to the page is through greattheater.org, where there is a direct link to the event on Ticketmaster. Uh, You can download the Ticketmaster Go Mobile app and show your tickets at the gate uh, from your phone. You can also have them mailed to you. If Ticketmaster isn't your thing, they do have uh, availability on Fridays at the Ledge box office. You can go in person. It'll also help you skip the Ticketmaster uh, fees that are applied to tickets that are purchased online. That would be Fridays from 10 to 2 p.m. We'll see you at the ledge. Today, we are joined by volunteer actor David Samala. David is playing the role of Vince Fontaine in this upcoming production of Grease, and he has been involved with Great since, well, since when, David? How long have you been here? Been at Great since 1998. Since the beginning, he has been in a bunch of productions, as well as you've taught with us, you've directed with us, you've... I've done quite a bit. You are part of the great family. <laughs> Many hats on that one head. Yep, absolutely. Which makes you a great person to ask then. What is it like... Let's start from the very beginning. What's it like auditioning for a great theater production? Oh, man. Um... Nerve-wracking, like everybody probably understands and feels when they go into an audition because you're going in and you're putting yourself out there to be judged, right? So to say, can I be part of this? Am I good enough for this part? Um, And most of the time, yes, you are good enough, but you may or may not fit the the vision of the director or directing staff, and that happens. Um, So it is is stressful, but it's a lot of fun. what do you prepare going into it? Every show is a little different. Um, some uh, sometimes because we've again haven't been here this long, we've done different iterations of auditioning. Um, sometimes you have to prepare something that the directing staff has put together, like uh, reading the lines they have put together, re- singing the song that they have, doing the choreography they have. Um, but other times we've had where you prepare something. You come in with a monologue. You come in with a song. Choreography is always probably whoever the choreographer is has something set up for you. Sure. But yeah, different different uh, auditions have been more stressful if it's put on you to come up with the um, choice of piece. Right, especially if you're not familiar with theater. I remember I used to have to go online to try to find a monologue, and it, it's it's really stressful. So I like what Great does in providing the sides and everything. Um, do you have any like tips or tricks or exercises you like to do to prepare yourself for auditions and for that that mindset? Prepare, 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 over prepare. Um, like go over those lines a million times, then do a million more. 
go over the song, same thing. Just keep working through it because the more comfortable you are with it, the less nervous you'll be to do it in front of someone else. That's the only thing I can think of. Do you ever practice or yeah, read through the lines in front of like a, a practice audience? Um, I have before, but I don't always. Okay. Um, and that really does depend on like who's around, where I'm at, what I'm doing, um, and what I'm going for. If it's one of those like roles that I'm like, I need this part, I need to do this, um, then I go in and I work it as many times and with everybody I can possibly find information to help me out with. Yeah, any feedback. Yeah. Do you usually familiarize yourself with the show first? Or oh, absolutely. Do you yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I will look into past productions. I will look at different um, versions of the show if they have stuff online. Um, I will read the synopsis. I'll read um, character descriptions online. Um, all of that stuff. And just to be better centered on what that character is going to be. Yeah. Um, and that relates back to something you described before with it, it may not be that you're not good enough or that you're not comfortable enough with the roles, but just that you're not a fit for what the directing team, um, mm-hmm. the creative team thinks is good, uh, for this role. But you have been in a bunch of different roles with Greece. Yeah. Um, so I guess that like, would you speak to that? Like, cause that feels like a testament to me to like, if there was one good role for you, mm-hmm. you would think you would get one role. Right. Each time. Right. I think the biggest, one of the biggest disservices to theater is that idea of not being cast is some sort of form of rejection or that you're not good enough. But a lot goes in casting process and it depends on the production team. It depends on the vision. It depends on availability and like um, the age of people who try out, um, just making sure everyone fits together. So that's something that I like to try to ingrain into people is that it's, it has nothing to do with you not being talented enough. It's just, it's a certain way of doing things. We all have a certain way that we approach things. We have a certain way we learn. We have a certain way we do anything. Mm -hmm. And and casting is a really similar similar experience. And sometimes you'll go and you'll audition for a part that you really want and you're still cast, but you're not cast in the part that you wanted. So you just have to be really flexible with that and just be willing to work at being something that you may not have expected. Has that happened to you? Oh, tons of times. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, you just kind of look at look at it and go, "All right, so I didn't get the part I wanted. That's fine. I'm I'm gonna have my emotions. Gonna be feel upset, feel feel a little hurt, but then I'm still in the show, so I can't let that hinder the performance. I have to get in there and do the best performance because they trusted me with this part. Yeah. So just have to do the same thing except for post having been cast versus you know like i studied what part i want this is the part i want i didn't get it now i have to go back and go okay now in this part what are what are the expectations of this character yeah and i guess you've got a a kind of nice a diving board kind of with the one character you know really really well now and and the research you've done on the show and the interactions with other characters right and again in rehearsal process all of that builds better and you make the connections with your cast and you are able to kind of 
tweak characters, especially after that, after you've been cast with and working with your fellow actors and the, the production team? Um, do you have a certain way in which you approach characters? Like, do you do a certain type of character study? Are you a script analysis guy? Are you a person who, like, writes down their biggest obstacles and their goals? Or what do you like to do to get into character? So, sometimes I'll go into the like the handwriting of the those background things, but sometimes I just think about them, um, and I put them into context of what's going on in the show. A lot of the times, it will it does build a lot about with who I'm working with and in that scene building with um, my scene partners. Um, I remember one show where we were um, two characters put together. I was up with the other person. We we're like uh, this isn't quite working for us. And we went to the director and we're like, this isn't quite working. Can we adjust this? Because this doesn't feel like how our characters would interact with each other. And we tried a couple different versions and we made a compromise. So it worked. That's the nice thing about working with Great, too, is a lot of the directors are willing to work around like what those um, views are. You know, Because the directors trust you with your part. Yeah, so it can be collaborative. Yes. To, to some degree. So a lot of the character work then happens after you're given the role. Yeah. Just a lot of the thought process beforehand is kind of like, okay, know where this is, know where they're going, and then kind of build more as you as you go. So we were talking a bit about um, the roles that you've taken with Greece mm-hmm. before. What roles have you taken with Greece before? Um, so my very first experience with Greece. Um, I was Eugene, the nerd. <laughs> um, How old were you? Oh, gosh. Uh, I think that was 15, 16? Oh. Somewhere in there. Okay. It's so yeah. weird because you're only 18 now. <laughs> <laughs> if only. <laughs> it's, it's weird to me because now you can't be in our production of Greece unless you're 18. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I think because um, the first summer... Outdoor show that was under the the banner of great was Joseph and the Miss Technicolor Dreamcoat, and then the second one was Greece, and that's when I played Eugene. We were outside, so similar to this, where we're again outside, but yeah, we were at the courthouse plaza down downtown. What a different venue, oh, both yeah. outdoors. But... Yeah. Um. Um, and then I played Sunny, uh, but the other actor was not comfortable singing magic changes so they gave that to me the the actor they play that they cast is duty who has the solo of magic changes um had a lower voice and couldn't hit the higher notes okay gotcha and i have the falsetto or had the falsetto i'm probably not as uh, warmed up or <laughs> in tune as i once was um but uh, so I ended up singing "Magic Changes" for that as Sunny. They just kind of we just kind of fudged the name a little bit. Okay, gotcha. Um, and then the next time we did the show, I played Duty, so I got to sing "Magic Changes" again. Um, and then the next time Great did it, I directed. What was that like? That was cool. It was kind of fun to like give an entirely new like experience to the show, like. Being in it has a different feel than trying to visualize, put people in places and um, fit the the venue. Because this was the second time we did it at the Paramount. But was like, this 2016? I don't remember. 16, maybe 16. 2005 is the one I was thinking of. It was before it. Okay, gotcha. I think. 
I know you're looking at me. This is before my time. I know, but you <laughs> thought you would have done your research. You know research. everything about me. You've read my bio. Because um, I think 2005 is the, the yeah. Because I'm this one I met Aaron. Aw. Yeah, we met in, in Greece. Greece. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I met my wife in Greece. Nice. She played Frenchie and I played Judy, the love interest. Some of that. That's what they call a showman's, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> is that the name for it? We call them. They're showmances. Okay. That's a sweet name. So you've been you've been in the show twice, you've directed it once. So three times. You've been in the show three times. Oh right, because you were Eugene, um, Eugene. Sunny, Duty. Okay. Directed and now I'm back as Vince for five times at Ride L High. So wow. why so why Greece? What draws you to this? At least five times. At least five times. <laughs> I don't know. I think um the first time I did the show was a lot of fun and just felt um I just it, the energy, the 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 nostalgia of the fifties in Greece is just so enticing. Mm-hmm. So I just I've always loved it. Um as you know, everybody loves the movie, but for me, I've always loved the stage show more. Like the script is different, and I've always loved that. Um, and just being there always felt different um, than just sitting and watching it. I don't even like I don't sit and watch the, that movie. Okay, no, I, I go back and like remember this show or find versions of the stage show to watch. Like, Can you pinpoint any moments in the show that make it more? Enticing, as he said to you, than than the movie. I mean, there's just the I I think just the idea of growing up and the I think the movie doesn't do a as much of a service to that because no offense to that cast, they were all so old. <laughs> I know, like you want to cast a little older than what they actually are because you want that life experience. Mm-hmm. It's hard to cast Greece with act, the actual age of the characters. Because they haven't gone through all of that. So, like, with Grace going back a little bit and going, oh, yeah, I remember what it was like to go through this type of romance situation or argument with teachers or um, wanting to fight that other person that that you didn't like. Um, Being able to reflect on it versus... I'm experiencing it now. I don't know. It, it just doesn't feel the same. I mean, the stage version itself starts with that memory piece. It starts as a reflection. That's so true. So I guess it would yeah. make sense that yeah. Yeah. you want your actors and your characters to, to be in that mindset of how something was versus it happening. And isn't that kind of Greece in general, too, at this point? Yeah. Is all reflective? And it was written in the 70s. So... It's already reflective. The yeah. show itself is reflective of the '50s cult that from '59 to switch from '59 to '60s. So, mm-hmm. yeah, very nostalgic. Nostalgia for nostalgia for nostalgia. Yeah, in this show. You can say nostalgia in three different ways. You're like nostalgia, nostalgia, nostalgia. Maybe it was two different. Ways. <laughs> I think it was only two different ways. So what do you think is going to be special or different about this particular iteration of the show, the 2022 Grease at the Ledge? Um, One venue is huge comparatively. Like, Paramount's big, but I've never been out there yet, so I don't know. It's very cool. But I hear it's huge. Yeah. Um, So that's going to be something different. Um, The way that 
our director Kendra and our the production staff have been talking about their vision of the show. It's just they have a, a, a view of it that's slightly different than the ones we've always had, and I think every director brings something different to the show. So I'm I'm excited to see how this all plays out. For the couple of rehearsals I've been to, the cast sounds phenomenal for their performance in their characters and in their singing. I'm really excited to see where. Like when it's all up on its feet. I haven't seen the dancing yet, but I, based on the audition dance, it's going to look awesome. Yeah, I watched the audition dance and was very intimidated. Yeah. I, there was no way. Uh, oh, I was too. <laughs> I haven't danced in years. Well, that's good because you don't have to dance as Vince Montaigne. He's the radio host, yeah? He's the radio host, yeah. So I will probably, you'll hear my voice before you'll ever actually see me i'm like you'll see see me but before i'm in character judges the dance yeah he's the one that judges the dance contest okay i'm like that was grease right that wasn't like west side story or another i feel like there's so many they're very similar but that fifth well that was the that was a big culture of the 50s was a school dance setting so and yeah thank you yeah thank you it was a lot of fun cool well we'll catch you this summer at the ledge june 20th July. July. <laughs> we'll catch you this summer at the ledge. Yeah, we'll see you this summer at the ledge. July 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. It's literally on the calendar in front of me. You know what? There's so many things. Yeah, that calendar is covered in grease. Who could read it anyway? Ah! <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> For 25 years, great theater has been transforming lives through the power of the arts. As a 501c3 nonprofit organization, Great Theater is known for its Broadway musical performances at the Paramount Center for the Arts, as a leader in youth arts experiences through Central Minnesota, and for its commitment to community partnerships. It's the generosity of our community of volunteers, donors, participants, artists, and audiences that make Great possible. To learn more about Great Theater, visit greattheater.org.